Following the battle at Corinth, Mississippi, comprising 45,000 Union and Confederate troops, General Ulysses S. Grant's Union Army began their move into western Tennessee. Grant hoped to secure control of the Mississippi River for the Union to split the Confederacy in two and control an important north and south route to move men and supplies. For the next 76 days, from October 5th through December 20th, 1862, Calvin and his company marched through the Tennessee towns of Shiloh and Grand Junction and the Mississippi towns of Corinth, Holly Springs, Waterford, and Oxford before reaching the Tennessee towns of Bolivar and Jackson, a distance of nearly 300 miles. After the battle at Corinth, Grant requested that Union General Rosecrans start an immediate pursuit of the Confederate Army. Rosecrans decided to instead rest his troops and wait one day before pursuing the Confederates, giving them time to advance ahead of the Union troops and avoiding being captured. I will be reading from Calvin's diary from Sunday, October 5th, 1862 to Tuesday, November 4th, 1862, as his company under the command of General Rosecrans marched from Shiloh, Tennessee, south to Corinth, Mississippi, then north to Grand Junction, Tennessee, a distance of about 70 miles, all the time skirting the Tennessee and Mississippi border. Sunday. This morning finds us on the battlefields, but our troops are moving by all the time, and we will follow in a few moments. Start about 8 a.m. in pursuit for three or four miles. The dead are on either side of the road, killed on October 3rd. We go about 12 miles. It is very dusty. We camp on the right of the road, not a spring morning. Monday, we are off again this morning, travel until nearly dark and we camp, get supper and they say we can lay down two or three hours. Tuesday, about two in the morning, we are called up and soon on the move again. We go until 10 a.m. when we lay down by the road until morning. Wednesday, we march about one mile this morning and here we stop and get breakfast. There is a nice spring within a few rods of here. About 9 a.m. we are marching again. We only march about five miles and forage some and return to our old camp again. Here we stay the night. Thursday, we march this morning to the place we were yesterday and go into camp. Part of our company is on grounds guard. We are posted about 5 p.m. and about 9 p.m we are sent to camp in orders to march at one o'clock. Friday, on this morning, we are on the march. March about 12 miles, and then we are stopped again. 12 p.m., we are ready to march again, and it has just commenced raining. It rains all the afternoon, and a little after dark, we come into camp. A wet, mostly a tired set of boys, 
that you can see now. We have our fires in a few moments. Saturday. Slept pleasant last night on the ground. Get up about daylight, get some breakfast, and then we are marching again. We reach our camp about 3 p.m., and we are within five miles of Corinth, Mississippi. 8 p.m. It is time to lay down. Sunday. We start this morning for Corinth, march through town and by General William Rosecrans' quarters, and then we march about one mile southeast from town, and here we camp. We get our tents, and by dark they are up and ready to sleep in. We have marched 18 miles from Shiloh to Corinth. Monday. It is a nice clear morning, and the talk is that we will camp here for three weeks. We have just parade once more tonight. Tuesday. It was a very cold night, but a pleasant day. Wednesday. Our regiment is detailed to go foraging today to seize food and supplies. Start at 6 a.m., go about seven miles, and find plenty of forage. Get back about 4 p.m. Thursday. It is a clear, cold night. My cousin from Illinois came to see me today. He belongs to the 11th Illinois Cavalry that was mustered from December 20th, 1861 through September 30th, 1865. Friday, I did not feel very well today. We learned some news about clothing today. Saturday, I am in camp guard today. It is warm and pleasant. Sunday, I get a pass to go to Corinth and stop to see my cousin. He is getting along first rate. Thinks of going home in a few days. Monday, we had quite a heavy frost last night. It is a clear and cold morning, 10 a.m. As I am coming back from my meal, who should I meet but David Ellabies and John Stokes, both from Morrow County, Ohio. I never thought of seeing them here in Mississippi. They belong to the 81st Ohio Brigade. I go with them to their camp, and here I find 15 to 20 that are all from Morrow County and I am equated with them all. Tuesday, we have company drill this forenoon. I go and get hickory nuts in the afternoon. Wednesday, our company is on guard today. It is very pleasant to stand guard in the day, daytime, but rather cold at night. Nothing occurs of any importance today. Thursday, it was very cold last night, but warm and pleasant this morning. We are relieved at 9 a.m. I go over to the 11th Illinois Cavalry this afternoon to see my cousin. Friday, we drill this forenoon. No news today. Saturday, it is very cold this morning. We have fire in our tent today. No drill today. The ground is with snow covered. Sunday, it was very cold last night. No inspection today. I am detailed to chop wood. Monday, drill this forenoon. Dress parade at 5 p.m. No news. Tuesday, our company goes on picket guard today. I did not go. Help deliver wood in the afternoon. 
Wednesday, part of the company go and work on entrenchments. Thursday, detailed to work on the fort again today. Friday, we move mustards for our boys this forenoon. We go to work the fort in the afternoon, but we do not have to work. Saturday, our position today is on the fort again. Sunday, we have orders to march at 6 a.m. with two days rations. Monday, we camped last night on the west side of the Tennessee River, about 18 miles east of Corinth. We start the morning at sunrise and march about 18 miles and go to camp at 4 p.m. The troops continue to come until after dark. For information purposes, on Tuesday, November 4, 1862, Grant captured the Confederate cities of the Grange and Grand Junction, Tennessee. Grand Junction is the junction of the Memphis and Charleston, Mississippi Railroad lines and the major north-south and east-west lines running through Grand Junction. Whoever controlled the railroads controlled the rest of West Tennessee. During the Civil War, the Union Army held Grand Junction from the Confederate Army for approximately three years. Much of the town suffered destruction during this time. Tuesday, we camped on Muddy Creek last night, start at daylight this morning for Grand Junction, Tennessee, about 40 miles from Corinth. Arrive here about 3 p.m., but we move about four miles further until we come to a nice creek, and here we camp. Reading from Calvin's Diary from Wednesday, November 5th, 1862 to Sunday, November 16th, 1862, as his company is camped at Grand Junction, Tennessee, about 60 miles west of Shiloh, Tennessee. Wednesday, we start at sunrise this morning on a general route, go about five miles south when two of us are left on guard at a large plantation and the rest of the forces march about five miles further, and as the regiment comes back, we start to camp after dark. The wind blows very cold, and it looks like rain. Thursday, it was a very cold night last night. We get one tent to a company. Twelve more tents are up, and then prepare to stay a few days. Friday, Reverly, a little before daylight, we are camped a few rods south of Muddy Creek, Tennessee. Our rations are rather scarce, as our wagons have not come up. It is warm and pleasant today, but cool in the evening. Saturday. We have troop parade this morning at 8 a.m., and some orders are read. Our rations have not come up yet. Fresh beef and corn meal aplenty. I am detailed guard tonight. Sunday. We have orders this morning to get ready to march immediately. Tents are struck and we are ready to march in a few moments. 1 a.m. We are ready and waiting for our orders. It is about time for dinner, but our rations have not come up. Only a little flour and meat. 6 p.m. I am relieved off guard. We have orders to put up tents if I want to. Mash and fresh meat for supper. Monday. Reverly a little before daylight. 
It is very cold this morning. Some of the company are in camp guard today. Tuesday. Our team come with a plenty of rations. Crackers look natural. Wednesday. We have orders to get ready to march. 4 p.m. We have not gone yet. Think we will stay here tonight. Our tents come up today that have been on extra baggage, including kettles, canteens, and hatchets. Thursday. Detailed for Grand Guard today. Our part is on this reserve. It is a nice place. Friday. Near Grand Junction, Tennessee, 50 miles from Shiloh, Tennessee. Relieved off guard this morning. No news in camp today. I get a few things from home by the way of Mr. Classens. Calvin writes a letter to his sisters on November 14, 1862. The letter reads, Camp near Grand Junction, Tennessee, November 14, 1862. Kind sisters, Lucy and Mary. I received your welcome letters a few evenings ago and was thankful to hear from you once more and also those things you sent. That vest comes very good to me now for it is a little cool in the evenings and mornings, but quite warm in the daytime. I was on picket guard last night about one mile and a half from camp. Our company was on a reserved post and had a pleasant time. We have had a hard march within the past two weeks. We left Corinth on the 2 a.m. for Grand Junction, a distance of about 60 miles, and on the 5th of November, about 4 p.m., we reached this camp about four miles below the junction. We have been very scarce of rations since we came here until day before yesterday when our teams came with a plenty of rations. I will tell you what we had to live on for three or four days. Cornmeal, pork, salt, sugar, and coffee. With this and what things we get outside camp, we have quite a feast. I suppose you have heard of the persimmons tree, or perhaps saw the fruit. It grows here in abundance. I think it is the sweetest fruit I have ever seen. It is equal to any preserves. We have a very pleasant camping ground, situated on a hill and near a splendid stream of water. It is a rich sandy soil and corn in abundance, and the soldiers say the further south we go, the better the land is. I think that the intention was when we started from Corinth to march on to Holly Springs and to attack Price there, but we learned that he had quite a force. I suppose they thought best to march up carefully. So we was left here. But while we have camped here, others have gone on, and yesterday they went into the town. They drove about 5,000 rebs with but little loss, and we have possession of the place. I think we will move down there in a few days, but there is no knowing where we will go and when. There was about 250 new recruits came from the 69th Regiment today. They are from Dayton, Ohio. They have been camped at Mansfield, Ohio three or four weeks. They left there one week ago today. 
They belong to the 112th that have consolidated with the 63rd Ohio that is in our battalion. When we was camped at Corinth, I saw all of the boys from West Point. They belonged to the 81st Ohio. And one day, when we was eating dinner at Corinth, who should come in to camp but Steve Tripp? It surprised me, and I was glad he took the trouble to visit. So, I was glad to see him. And I also heard from John, he is well. My regards to all, your brother, C.D. French. Reading from Calvin's diary from Saturday, November 16, 1862 to Saturday, November 29, 1862, as his company began their march 30 miles southwest from Grand Junction, Tennessee, arriving and encamping at Waterford, Mississippi. Saturday, it still continues cool at night. The 63rd got 250 more men today. Sunday, get a pass today and got to see the General of the Mount Vernon. Boys get back about dark and find our boys went on to Grand Guard this morning. It looks quite rainy. Tuesday, get orders this morning at four o'clock to get up, cook breakfast for the guards, and be ready to march at 7 a.m. 12 noon. We have marched about five miles southwest and camped near the railroad and within a few rods of a few nice buildings. 6 p.m. Tents are up and everything ready for a good night's sleep. But alas, it is a raining and wash some clothes today. The most of our company is on grounds guard today. Wednesday. It rained quite hard last night, and it is all muddy now. Our boys come from Grand Guard about 9 a.m., 12 noon. It has quit raining and begins to clear off. Thursday. It is a clear morning but cold. Our fireplace is in our tent, and it makes me think of home. Friday. Our company is detailed to go foraging. We go about five miles and get 10 bales of cotton, return to camp at night. Saturday, this is a pleasant morning, but very cool. No news today. Sunday, we have inspection today at 10 a.m. I received a letter from Alma and Martin last night. Monday, our regiment is on picket today. We have to go about three miles out. It is a nice day. Tuesday, we are relieved about 10 a.m. today. Get to camp at noon. Got some new clothing today. Wednesday. We have company drill today. No news. Unfortunate. Thursday. I am detailed to go foraging this morning, and some go about eight miles. Fill our wagons up of a crib and started for camp. Did not get there until sundown. We get orders tonight to march tomorrow at 6 a.m. Friday, we are Reverly at 4 a.m. this morning, and at 6 o'clock we are off and have to travel 14 miles today. 12 noon, we have rested a few moments and are now moving. 4 p.m., we have come to camp on cold water, and at dark, we have our tents up. Saturday, 
Reveille at 3.30 a.m. this morning. And at daylight, we are ready to move. We did not march to Holly Springs until about 1 p.m., a distance of about five miles, and we move on about four miles till we come to water, and that is around dark. Our team do not get there until 12 o'clock, and we have to do without rations tonight. We have no tents and have to sleep on the ground tonight. Grant used Holly Springs as a supply depot and headquarters and mounted a major effort to take the city of Vicksburg on the Mississippi River. Confederate Earl Van Dorn led the successful Holly Springs raid on the town in December 1862, destroying most of the Union supplies. Grant eventually succeeded in ending the siege of Vicksburg with a Union victory. I'll be reading from Calvin's diary from Sunday, November 30th, 1862, to Sunday, December 7th, 1862, during his encampment at Waterford and his march south in encampment at Oxford, Mississippi, a distance of about 30 miles. Sunday, we have to march this morning about a mile from where we lay last night to camp. We get to camp about 10 a.m. and I hear them a firing off to our right and it is kept up all day. It looks like rain tonight. Monday. It rained hard last night, and our tents came near blowing over. There is troops passing us all the time. The 20th Ohio went by about dark. They camped tonight within sight of here. Tuesday. The news is this morning that the Kansas Jayhawkers swarmed the river last night, and that two divisions crossed the river this morning. For information, the Kansas Jayhawkers were bands of robbers associated with the free state of Kansas. They rustled livestock and stole property on both sides of the state line. Jayhawkers could be a hero or a villain, depending on the individual circumstances. At the end of the Civil War, Jayhawkers continued to plunder and loot the civilian populations. Wednesday. The troops continue to move by here, and I think we will go in a few days. It is warm and pleasant today. Thursday. I am on guard today. It is a raining today and very disagreeable. Friday. It rained very hard last night, and it is a snowing this morning, and the wind blows quite cold. 5 p.m. Have fire tonight. It has cleared off. Saturday. The larger part of the regiment is on ground guard today, and the rest of the regiment went with them. Part of the two companies have gone to Holly Springs to guard a wagon train and horses, but few in camp. The 39th Regiment moved this afternoon over on the hill to the right. Sunday. It is a very cold morning. The ground is frozen about two inches deep, but it is thawing very fast and quite mushy. Benchy and Jones and I got corn to make some meal, and I think we will have some mush for the three of us. Calvin writes a letter to his kind sisters on Monday, December 8, 1862. 
It reads as follows. Camp near Waterford, Mississippi, December 8, 1862. Kind sisters, Lucy and Mary. As I have a few leisure moments this bright Monday morning, I will write a few lines. I am well and enjoying camp life as our engineer's camp is situated about five miles below Holly Springs. And we are well suited with our position. Since the advancement of Grant's army, our division has been left back, I think for the purpose to guard the railroad. The day we came here, our men had quite a skirmish with the Rebs, and they have been driving them every day since. The last we heard from them, they had driven the enemy 40 miles and still advancing. Confederate General Sterling Price had a very large army about 10 miles below here at the Tallahatchie River and had very heavy breastworks and forts but before we could get within shelling distance, he, as usual, stopped. I say you may look for visitors in a few days from Mount Vernon. The Bartlett's, you will remember them when you was at Vernon, how kind they were to me and how they seem like as if they are my relatives. If you hear from them, I hope that you enjoy their visit. If you have time, I want you to knit me a pair of gloves or one-fingered mittens and send them to me by mail. I heard you talked of going to York State. I say if, if you go, you should. And if you need any help from me, let me know. Your brother, C.D. French. Reading from Calvin's Diary from Monday, December 8, 1862 to Saturday, December 20th, 1862, as his company travels by train from Oxford, Mississippi to Bolivar, Tennessee, a distance of about 100 miles. Monday. Today we came here. Men had quite a skirmish with the Rebs, and they have been driving them every day since. The last we heard from them they had driven the enemy 40 miles and still advancing. Price had a very large army about 10 miles below here at the Tallahatchie River and had very heavy breastworks and forts. Tuesday, we move our camp the forenoon off to the right ahead a half mile and before we get everything here, we have orders to march in the morning at 6 a.m. Wednesday, we start this morning at sunrise and had a nice day. We reach camp about 1 p.m., a distance of 10 miles. We start putting up our tents tonight, for we expect to march again tomorrow. Thursday, Reveille at 4 a.m. this morning, and we have to march 18 miles today. Start a little before sunrise. Marched very fast until about 10 a.m. Go about 30 miles and reach Oxford, Mississippi, about 1 p.m. It is a small town, but large buildings and quite friendly. Friday. It rained some this forenoon. Our camp is in a very level field, and we have to go about a half a mile for water. We are in sight of Oxford. Saturday. It is rainy this morning. No news today of any importance. Sunday. Our boys got back from Waterford this morning. 
they went for rations. We generally have inspection on Sunday morning, but there is none today. Monday, we have an order this morning that there will be inspection at 11 a.m. and that General Grant and General Ross will visit the camp. But as soon as the first drum beats, it commences to rain and rain until night. So we do not get to see the general. Tuesday, our regiment is on picket today. We go about one mile north before we come to the picket line. We are on the reserve and have an old house to stay in. Wednesday, we are relieved about 8 a.m. this morning. As soon as we get back, we have to have general review by General Grant and General Ross of our brigade. Thursday, it was a very cold last night, but it is warm today. We have drill in the forenoon. We get orders about 10 o'clock tonight to get up and pack knacksaps and be ready to march at a moment's warning. Friday, we leave camp about 4 a.m. this morning and arrive at the station a little before daylight. We was to take the rail cars at 5 a.m., but they do not arrive until 12 p.m. We get aboard and soon start for Jackson, Tennessee, but we arrive at Boulevard, Tennessee, about a distance of 100 miles. Here we get off the cars and lay down on a flat farm until morning. Saturday, we stay at the depot until noon when we march up the railroad about one mile In the dark, we are still here. I expect to stay tonight. There are some rebel cavalry made a charge at the Holly Springs this morning and burnt some cars. Thank you.